Well, hello everyone. Hello, hello. This is Felicia Hunt, aka Mama Fifi. I am the founder of Sex Coach, Sex Coaching and Sex Education Services. I'm here today to talk to people about who I am and what I do and give people the opportunity to ask questions if you like. So, like I said, my name is Felicia Hunt, aka Mama Fifi. And um, I'm originally from Chicago, born and raised, living in California now. And um, I was, I'm a sickle cell advocate. I was diagnosed with sickle cell at the age of six years old. And um, from there, I, uh, once I moved to California, um, I had, a son who was three months old at the time when I moved to California. And then later in life, I was married, I got divorced. And then I discovered, you know, I wanted to know more about relationships. I wanted to know more about connection and how to be deeper into relationships. And um, so I was watching a Tyra Banks show and she had somebody on there as a sexologist and I was like is that a real thing I looked it up and sure enough I came across sexology and um, I was like is there a school where's the school so I looked for the school and at the time I enlisted to start taking courses in psychology and I was on the road to becoming a marriage and family therapist. And so along the way, I finally found Sex Coach University, joined, start taking the courses. And many years later, because of complications with my health and everything, I um, finally became a certified sex coach. I went on to get my bachelor's degree in psychology and Africana studies. I went on to get my master's in marriage and family therapy and African-American family services. And currently I am working on my dissertation from the school, from the Chicago School of Psycho, the, the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, excuse me. And hopefully by the end of the year, next year, I'll be finished with my dissertation and I'll have my psyche. So I fell in love with the idea as I was learning myself, learning about myself, learning from my past relationships, how they would end and how I always felt deep inside that I know there's something, something better, something I'm missing, something I need to know. I know there's deeper connection where human beings can come together as adults, use their adult hats and connect in a way that the connection is deeper, is stronger, trust is there. And as I was learning on my journey that there's this thing called desire 
and how to live in desire. You know, being raised in the projects and stuff, you know, your parents did the best or my parents, they did the best that they could. I never really knew I was poor, you know, even though I lived in the projects because we didn't suffer anything. We didn't miss anything. We had great Christmases, Thanksgiving, everything. Um, uh, mom was a beautician. She did me and my sister's hair. Uh, my brother, you know, cut his hair. We all dressed nice and nothing of that. I didn't feel a lack in life, but just noticing growing up, having sickle cell disease, how that affected me by being bullied and talked about. And I always had to find ways to stand up for myself or protect myself. Um, and then, you know, as a child, when I was being babysit, I was molested by my babysitter and, you know, always wondered like, why do these things happen? How do these, what are, what is on people's minds? And they say, you know, when you become a coach or a counselor, you be, you become that because of your own life experiences. So as I continued in life and had these experiences, um, I started just questioning. I know it's something better. What am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? I'm not getting this. You know, I'm being honest. I'm giving my all, but I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick. I always felt like, well, maybe, you know, even just having regular friends, you know, regular relationship platonic. You know, I in my mind, I had a script that, oh, he liked her or them or whatever better than me, or she liked her better than me. And I just had this very low self-esteem, this low outlook on life. And then, you know, going on to another phase of my life, when I got married, I thought, ooh, I've matured, I've grown up. I'm going to be in this marriage for a while. And, you know, long engagement. I think it was like seven years. And then five years marriage. And so a total of 12 years together. And then we got divorced. And then that's when the question hit me. The question was... What is relationships all about? And then that's when I began the search. Like, I really want to understand how to be in relationship. What is that? Because I'm, I'm not having any luck here. <laughs> so then um, I started my journey. And like I said, lo and behold, I discovered Sense Post University. And I also discovered Stephanie Bueller School, which is Stephanie Bueller Institute, and also studied uh, sex therapy. So what I found out is that we are born in our sex. And what that means is we are born in our sexual identity. 
how we identify. And that blew my mind because it was like no one, our, my parents, not even my friends or their parents, no one talked about sex. No one talked about intimacy. Nobody talked about commitment. We all was little kids watching our parents, watching what they do. And if we came from a household of domestic violence or alcohol abuse, drug use, and really didn't have stable homes, that was our experience. And so we didn't know what to look for. Maybe we had dreams and ideas of what to look for, but nothing concrete. You just wished and you dreamed and you hoped one day you had this a romantic or you started to romanticize what your relationship would look like and fantasize and then when you then when you get into one like myself when I got into one I really didn't know what to do uh following someone else's lead uh I didn't know how to have a voice didn't know how to speak for myself I didn't know how to be in my desires I didn't know what my sexuality was all about. I always felt it. I knew it was strong. I mean, a guy was interested in me and I started running, like literally running away. Like, no, no, he doesn't like me. No, 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 no. That's crazy, right? Just to have to feel that, that chemistry so strong you want it, but you so afraid you run away. Literally, I did that. I ran away. And so, um, you know, like I said, dating later in life, like as a teenager, very insecure, like didn't, didn't know where it came from. It was just all in my head, you know, um, had a boyfriend, went to a different school. When he would come visit me, he was stopped by my friend's house first because his best friend dated my best friend and he would go there and I would see from my window that he would go there first and I'll be at home waiting and I didn't have no patience my mom used to tell me girl you gotta grow patient but I would always think the worst I would always be filled with anxiety and I just knew there gotta be a better way to this it gotta be a better way needless to say um he did eventually, he took me on my prom. We was together for a while, but I wasn't, it wasn't moon, June, and spoon for me. I, it was just terrible for me dating. I was a wreck. I was a mess. So anyway, getting older, um, and then I met the love of my life, which is my son's father. We never married. And uh, at the time when Eddie Murphy was becoming popular, he had um, this joke about, you know, making a woman go, woo. <laughs> and that was so funny because that's what he made me do, woo, woo, woo. And so, you know, you think you in love, you head over heels because you went, woo, 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 oh, he loves me and everything. But we were together maybe two years um, he would, we moved in together. He would stay out all night, 
more than a night sometimes. I would be worried about him. Didn't know if he was in jail, dead, or what. Um, it was just painful. Being in relationships for me was just painful. You know, this is not everybody's experience, but I know some of you out there have been through some things like I've been through and always wondered, is there something better for my life? Is, is, is relate, can relationships be successful? We see it. And then sometimes we think like, even if we see people that's together and have been together for years, that they got to be miserable. They just, because they don't want to start all over and all this, they just put up with each other. Well, you know, that's because when you don't understand or don't go through the fire to get through the other side to understand what it's all about, your brain will make you believe anything you want to believe. And so I found that out later, but let me get back to the story. And so um, that didn't work. Um, Lean is to say he wasn't into my son's life. Um, and then around when my son turned six, that's when I remarried, not remarried, but that's when I got married for the first time. And, um, you know, thought I was through off the market, devastated me when we got a divorce back in 2004, I took two years to grieve the loss. And then I got back on my feet and said, Hey, I'm going to do something with my life after watching that Tyre Banks show. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. Because having sickle cell, I was on disability most of my life. I couldn't hold a job because I was in and out of the hospital. You know, this single mom raising a boy child, um, just doing the best I can. And I really wanted to have a family. And I really wanted to be married. And I didn't want to have more kids without being married. And, um, yeah, so I went on and, you know, uh, got married. And like I said, then we got a divorce and then I went on and started focusing on myself. I said, I need to work on myself. I got a lot of trauma. I got a lot of things inside that I need to get out. I need to get straight. And so that I can live a better life, a healthier life. The odds was already against me because having sickle cell disease, I wasn't supposed to live past 21 and I'm double that age, almost triple that age. And I'm so proud to be here today to be of service and sit in my seat to help people, help women like me who is looking for something better, who is looking for deeper connection. And so as I went on my journey and I began to learn more about myself, I had a lot of trauma that I didn't realize. And I didn't even realize that I was even numb. I wasn't even feeling in life. I was just going through life reacting and surviving and not even living and thriving wasn't even conscious of it. But like I said, it wasn't until I went back to school and took psychology and was like, why don't they teach psychology in elementary or high school? It is needed so we can understand these behaviors and where they come from. 
it was such an eye opener for me that in my program, I had to seek counseling to get my uh, degree and my master's degree. So when it came for me to do practicum, I was ready. I was ready to talk to somebody. I wanted to tell somebody about what I had experienced and what I was holding on to. And um, when I did that, it was such a relief. And then I took a program. I took a seven-day kind of retreat program from LifeQuest Counseling. And that's when I found out that I was numb, that I was living numb. And it started at the age of 13 when my father passed. He he was an older gentleman. I think he was like almost 30 years older than my mom. I mean, people used to think my dad was my grandfather. But I was like, no, that's my daddy. And anyway, he was um, 70... Eight seventy? No, he died in the year of seventy-eight. So he had to be like seventy-six, seventy-seven at the time, and um, I was thirteen. And he used to always tell me, "When I die, don't you cry. When I die, don't you cry." So when he passed away, I was shocked that everybody else was crying because he was—he had been priming me and grooming me. To not to cry when he died. And when he died, I didn't. At 13, I'm consoling my family members. It's okay. It's okay. You know. And then I look back from the exercise being in the the seven-day workshop. Um. The exercise they gave me was to build bricks and they'll come knock them down. I'll build them again, knock them down. And then I finally said, no, I'm not doing it. Finally, I did something for myself. Didn't even know that that is what exactly what I was supposed to do. Because otherwise, I was just being a people pleaser. I didn't know I was being a people pleaser. It. I took on the form of being a people pleaser and all the connections start coming through is because I took on the full brunt of watching my parents fight. And as children, we always think it's our fault and we get in the way and we try to break our parents up because all we want to see is them love one another. And that's where my idea about falling in the idea, falling in love with the ideal of love came from, but didn't know how to obtain it because one I was protecting myself to say I'm not getting with anybody that's gonna hurt me you know two um I'm being this people pleaser and I'm never doing the things that I need to take care of myself to develop myself because I'm always worrying about other people uh and and then three I was just numb to all of that I was just numb and I was living life as if I had feelings, but I didn't. And so going through my life and going through my process, it's like, you know, I want to help women. I want to help other women just like me against all odds. Born with a genetic disease, had some childhood issues, 
been in some bad relationships, but through it all, continue to search and strive for understanding. And if you haven't understood it for yourself, then that's why I created Sex Coach, Sex Coaching and Sex Education Services, because it is to sit here in my seat to talk to people, to help them come to a realization of who they are and how they actually exist. Come out of that numbness. Come out of being a people pleaser. Come out being a judge. Come out, you know, out of your head and into your heart and open up more so that you could begin to have the things that you want in life. And I tell you, when I began to focus on myself and learning how to love myself and being happy with myself and learning how to use my voice and use my words to express myself, I just became totally free. I live in my desires every day. And what I mean by that, whatever my heart desire, I think about calling someone, I want to go somewhere with someone, I want to do whatever I want to do. I, I don't have any hesitation or bad thoughts. I can do them. Even if I do them by myself, I'm happy in my skin because I know who I am. You know? And uh, the thing about the, the thing about us being human, we are part of the human collective. We are all spiritual beings in the physical body and that energy that we hold that sexual energy that we hold that chemistry that connection that we have we all can pick up on it we know when we are attracted to one another for one reason or not sometimes it's not even for uh, marriage or for sex we have attraction that is natural that brings us together to help us solve problems to help each other out, to have a good time. It's all types of relationship. We just have to understand what is chemistry bringing us to? What is the attraction bringing us together for? And it's up to us as adults and human beings to be able to ask questions and explore it and figure it out. And if it's not meant for love connection, we should be adults enough to accept it, appreciate what it was for, and let each other move on in our journey of life to find our other half or sometimes what we call our soulmates or our partners. We are all here as teachers to teach one another. And I think all the relation, all the people that I have had relationships with for teaching me about me. I grew up from the experience. I have forgiven myself. I've learned how to do that. And I've learned how to forgive others. That is so necessary. 
to learn how to forgive others. So, with that being said, you know, telling you about my life and my experiences, you know, that is why I am a sex coach. I'm here to help women move from shame, guilt, and pain to shift to freedom in their sexuality. Excuse me. And um, to live in their desire. You know, I'm going to tell you another story. Uh, When I was learning about desire, I had a partner in a program that I was in that was teaching desire. And we agreed to team up and play like we would play husband and wife because I wanted to experience being in a healthy relationship in this program. So that's what we, that was the role we were playing. And sure enough, we get into the agreement. He lived out of state, so he would stay two weeks with me. I would stay two weeks with him because we had to do this whole project for a month. No, it was like, no, I would stay a week with him. He'll stay a week with me. In the last two weeks, we would do video chats. And um, so I'm thinking this is going to be great. We read the instructions and everything. And um, when we read the instructions, um, you know, it was like the woman, the female is supposed to live in her desire. And the man is supposed to answer the call. And we supposed to put, we would do every day to encourage one another, like, say five gratitudes and um, you know we'll say five gratitudes I'll tell him what I'm grateful for he'll tell me what he's grateful for for the whole process and stuff we would do that every day we'll have that and some other things that we would do and then the thing got real you know what I mean by real is that He started doing things just like I would experience or had experienced in my past being in relationships. I'm like, no, this is not supposed to happen. I'm supposed to be experiencing a good relationship. No, what is going on here? This is so painful. I don't know what to do, right? (laughs) So this one particular day, you know, we were letting each other know what we were going to be doing. And as I thought, I was living in my desire. I felt like texting him, having a conversation. And I texted him and I knew he had something to do later that day. And at that time, because he answered and we were talking back and forth, I thought he had time for me to text. And then we text him back and forth. And then it's this long pause. Like, I'm like, Well, I was just talking to him. Where did he go? That was the biggest trigger ever. The biggest, when I say the biggest trigger ever, I went into this down spiral. Like, 
all those old thoughts, all those old scripts that I used to live by came up. Oh, somebody is more important than me. Um, what is he doing? If he had to go, he could have just said, I got to go right now. He could have told me. Uh, oh, my God. I was just, where are you at? Why, why are you not answering? Is it another one? All that stuff start coming up. Right? I lost all composure. I lost everything that I learned. I was triggered to the utmost. Like, I'm thinking, I'm with a person who's in this program with me, want to do better. And he will do better. Why am I experiencing this? Well, they say, be careful what you ask for because you will get it. I tell you the higher power was working in my favor, but it did not feel like it. I was miserable, miserable. I was so miserable. I was in tears. I was in a ball, like the fetus position on my couch. Just questioning, praying to my heavenly mother and father, like, why is this happening? Please show me. I really want to know how to live and desire. I really want to understand what is this? I need to be free. I feel so, oh my God, I feel so bad and it's so painful. Please take this pain away from me. It's like, why do I always feel like other people are better than me? Why do I feel like people just you know, disregard me, don't put me first, you know, all those things that we talk about as women. I'm not first. I got to be first. Why well, I got to be first and second, third, whatever. Why am I even thinking about that? Why am I even thinking about, uh, you know, he love or like somebody better than me. That's me. That's was all me. I'm jacked up, right? And so I'm looking at my mind. I'm feeling it all in my body, how my stomach is churning, how my head is hurting, how my body is tense, how my hands are balled up. I'm in this fetal position. I mean, I'm taking the messages all in like you are totally jacked up, Felicia. And um, taking the messages in. And praying, like, please help me to see. Not him. Help me to see what's going on. And I must have meditated on that thought and fell asleep on the couch. But I tell you, the next morning, when I woke up, my ancestors my heavenly host everybody was fighting and pulling for me because i had the answer when i woke up went through it it my spirit walked me through it god said what's the name of the project and i look at it desire okay what is it that you were supposed to do just step by step the spirit was taking me through Find a partner, figure out the type of relationship that you wanted to be in, agree to be that relationship, have the ceremony, and follow the direction. Did you do that? I said, yes, I did. Okay. Now, did you follow the direction 
of what you guys picked out? I said, yep, we picked out this, that, that, and the other. Oh, did you do that? I said, yes. Did you have a desire? I said, yes. He said, what was it? The father said, what was the desire? I said, to communicate, to text them and, you know, check on them and see how, did you do that? The spirit said, I said, yeah. So why are you upset? I was like, wait, huh? What? <laughs> to the spirit, I was like, what? Why am I upset? What do you, wait a minute. What do you mean? He said, did you, you, you follow the rules, right? You did everything you were supposed to do, right? Well, baby, then if you lived in your desire, it doesn't matter if the other person can't meet you where your desire is. It doesn't belittle you. It doesn't take away from you. You live in your desire. So be happy that you did exactly what you wanted to do. I said, oh, snap. <laughs> what? What? You mean that's what living in your desire is all about? No matter what another person does, you keep being you? I said, wow. I felt so good. I get up, freshen myself up. I got on the duo because that's how we were gliding. And I mean, that's how we were. It wasn't glide. It was duo. That's how we were video chatting. I left him a message. I was like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I said, you might not even know what you did, but thank you for dropping the call last night, for disappearing on the text message thank you because i went down into the rabbit hole i went down into that darkness and guess what i found the light and i am so glad that i had this experience with you because you was the perfect person to create the perfect situation that i needed to grow you were the perfect person. You did exactly what I needed. I took my medicine. I took my medicine. And for that, God, Yahweh, my heavenly host, my heavenly mother and father, my ancestors, everybody was pulling for me to get the answers. And I got them. And the answer was, no matter what somebody else do, you be true to yourself. You stay in your desire. And that's why I pat myself on the back. Because I didn't realize it at the time. But now moving forward, I can love freely. Whether someone accept me for me, whether... Some I make somebody mad to where they want to hurt me, whether I make somebody, you know, upset, be me. As long as I'm having good character, as long as I'm not de deliberately trying to hurt anybody or upset anybody, we got to deal with our own heads, our own hearts, what's in our own mind. 
We have to deal with those things. But we often project onto other people thinking that the other person has my, have my desire. The other person have my happiness and they're not giving it to me. And I'm upset because they're not giving me what I want. They can't. They only can give you what they're made of or what they're made aware of. See, I said we all spiritual beings and we all at different levels of consciousness and we all come into each other's life to help each other elevate. But sometimes it feels like people are coming into our lives to disappoint us. But that disappointment comes from us not knowing that it's the perfect medication that we need to heal our own selves. Because the predicaments that we put ourselves in, the trauma sometimes that we uh, feel or experience, we do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. And that's what we have to understand is that we have to stop thinking that someone else have our love for us. That someone else have our happiness for us. That someone else have our desire for us. That someone else have our sexuality, our pleasure, all of that for us. No, we are made in the image and in the likeness of our heavenly hosts, our heavenly father, our heavenly mother and father, the balance, night and day, light and darkness, masculine, feminine. We are the balance of that all by ourselves and right within us. We all have masculinity, femininity, however we choose to um exist or identify even if we don't identify as a gender we are still representing our heavenly father why because he has no particular shape or form he is not a male just male gender he has no gender but that's how we as humans identify the higher power as a he we can identify the higher power as a she because it's the goddess there too. But society has wiped the goddess out. We don't talk about her much, but she's coming back. She's coming back more and more and more things are being revealed about the goddess. Why? Because we have to have the balance. In the beginning, Yahweh said, let there be light. That was his feminine counterpart of who he was. That was the balance of, of his command. She came through and created in every, everything. How do I know it was a feminine, uh, energetic spirit that moved across the face of the earth? Because it gave birth to everything. And what do women do? We give birth to the population. No man can give birth. The feminine energy gives the birth. So the light carried the feminine energy to give the birth. And thus, that's why 
God said, let us, us, the whole principle of balance, us, the yin and the yang, us, let us make man, meaning mankind, humankind, in our image, in our image, our. So then it goes on to say, that God then created man, he created he, them, them. It wasn't just Adam alone, he created them. We missed that part. We missed the them. So it was like, oh, Adam and Eve was already there. No, it wasn't Eve. The them was Adam's first wife who heard God's commandment about having dominion over all the land, over all the birds, the fishes, and everything, and go forth and multiply. She heard that. And when Adam wanted her to follow him, she was like, no, we were created as balanced. The, the story don't go on to say it that way, but in the next verse, you'll see that the whole creation story starts over again. That's because Adam starts searching for another woman. And because he wanted another woman, God blessed him with another woman. Took this woman, this time, out of his rib. To send Adam on the quest to fall from utopia and work his way back up to redeem himself. So he gave him a wife. A wife who would go along with the submission to follow him. Because the first wife said, no, we're balanced. We're equal. We're supposed to serve one another. Our jobs are different. Our jobs are different. They look different. But we are one. We are one. Adam didn't want that. He didn't want to hear that. He wanted somebody to serve him. And so for that, because Eve did, if it was the right thing to do, why were they cast out of the garden? Because they start eating the wrong fruit. Fruit, mind, concept. They put the wrong concept. They forgot the first commandment, which was you have dominion over everything. Now go forth and multiply. And they multiplied the wrong thing. They start serving the wrong thing, looking at the wrong thing. So that's why they were cursed with childbirth, bearing pain, and sweat of the brow, and all of that, and cast out. But God never failed us. They, he left a light pointing every way for them to find them way back to the garden. That's where we are as human beings. We're trying to find our way back to enlightenment. We're trying to find our way back to utopia. We're trying to find our way back to oneness. And everybody want to talk about what the woman should be doing. That's a Western concept. The Western concept has erased the woman. The Western concept doesn't like the woman. The Western concept fought and and killed many a people 
to uphold the patriarchy idea of maleness, male privilege. Women has always, from that point on, of that construction, lived as second-class citizens, uh, was represented as not having any thought, don't know how to make up their mind, because you don't understand the feminine energy. The feminine energy is a wavelength. It's up and down. The masculine energy is a straight level, but they work together. It brings harmony and it brings peace when you know your role, when you know your place, when you know who you are. That's why six codes exist or sex coach i say the six so that you know don't have to say sex all the time um for those who don't want to say the word sex but i just want you to know that there is a bigger purpose for all of us there is deeper connection for all of us and we can have it we can truly have what our hearts desire So, with that being said, and I know I haven't been on here before a lot. I came on once with a friend and we were doing some other business, but I never come on here to talk about my business. And this is the first time I came to give you a little bit about me and who I am, my experience. And um, I wanted to share, and I think this is being recorded so that those who wasn't here to hear can hear it. And I'll come back again, I'll come back again, and I'll come back again, and I'll come back again until um, we can get a chance to talk, ask some questions, and I'll tell my story again. So like a regular clinical hour, which is 50 minutes, and that's what it's about to, the clock is about to tick on 50 minutes. I've been talking. Um, I hope you get something out of this if you're listening to it later. Um, to get in touch with me, you can go to www.sixcoach.life. You can email me at Felicia Hunt at sixcoach.life. If you have any questions, you can email also info at sixcoach.life. If you want a free consultation, you can book a consultation on my website. Go Follow me here at Clubhouse. Follow me on my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll greatly appreciate it. And I'll follow you back as well. Message me on IG or Messenger or Facebook or wherever. Uh, Also, if you have any questions, I'm here to serve. It is my pleasure. And I hope with that, you all have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye, Mama Fifi. Peace out.